Welcome to Canaan Bound Podcast, Episode 8. I'm Tom Barthel, currently serving as pastor at Christ Lutheran Church in Baxter, Minnesota, a Wells congregation. I'm glad that you joined us for this episode. To begin with, we'll start with God's Word for You by Pastor Timothy Smith. God's Word for You, Job 1, verses 18 to 22. First, just verses 18 and 19. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them and they are dead, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Now a final tragedy strikes Job, although as we shall see, even this is not truly the final blow. The truth of the matter is shown in a little detail that happened at the house of the oldest brother, but whichever house will not matter to Job because of what happened, all of his children died. Before we experience Job's grief, let's just peek at some of the details. The wind is called Ruach Gadola, a mighty wind. The only other time this wind appears in the Bible is in Jonah 1 verse 4, where it's hurled by the Lord into the sea to stop Jonah running away. This wind swept in from the desert, but somehow struck all four corners of the house. This gives the wind the appearance of a cyclone swirling all around the house and smashing it to bits. Finally, the servant says that he escaped, literally, but I slipped away, only I. Job's property was stolen or destroyed, but now Job's future was ripped away from him too. His children were his legacy, and now there was nothing left. Job's wife was still young enough to bear him more children in the future, but the one thing a parent grieving for a dead child wants to hear is a, doesn't want to hear is a glib comment about being able to have more children. Job shows us how a believer reacts even to this kind of tragedy. Job prays. Verses 20 to 22. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell down to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Tearing the robe was a common way of showing grief in both the Old and New Testaments. We often overlook that Job also shaved his head. This too is a form of showing grief. Um, in Isaiah, we have Moab wails, every head is shaved. That's Isaiah 15:2. Job admits that he came into the world with nothing. And the same is true for all of us. Paul said, we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. That's 1 Timothy 6, 7. Job knew that death is in God's hands. Without knowing the promises of the Gospels, Job only knew that death was the place of no return, as he says in chapter 10, the land of gloom and deep shadow. Yet Job had a vague understanding of a resurrection from the dead, as we'll see later in chapter 19. Job also admits that everything he has in the world is a gift from God. God gives a man wealth, possessions, and honor so that he lacks nothing. That's what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 6. And as we've said, God is also the one who promises life after death. God gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Finally, Job praises God, and God credits Job's faith as righteousness. Only a believer can praise God when troubles come. An unbeliever might unknowingly or unwittingly use the words in good times, 
with irony or out of imitation of a believer, but only someone with faith can express this faith in the face of this kind of loss and disaster. Job's prayer isn't ironic or cynical. It is nothing but honest faith expressing itself in love. Job praised God not for the death of his children, but for the gift God had given to him in those children. Whenever any of us loses a loved one, we must remember that she, please let me think here of my own mom, she was a blessing and that God let us be blessings to her while she was with us. We'll miss that person, but God used us to help them through troubles just as he gives us friends and family to help us through our own. Praise God for those blessings the Lord gave and the Lord took away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'd like to also quote you this from Martin Luther. We have an example in saintly Job after all his cattle and also his sons had been slain and he had been stripped of all his property. Then he said, the Lord gave, the Lord has taken away and it pleased him so this has happened. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When his wife came, mocked and reviled him, he said, and, and, and she said, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. He replied, you speak as one of the foolish women would speak. Shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall we not receive evil? Therefore he did as it pleased him. Job says God gave and God took away. He did not say God gave it and the devil took it away, even though the devil had taken it away. Now this man sanctified the Lord in the right way. Therefore he was also praised and lauded so highly by God. That was Martin Luther in Christ. I'm Pastor Tim Smith. This is God's word for you. Next, we have a musical feature by Koine. Lord of glory, you have brought us. Lord of glory, you have bought us with your life blood as the price. Never grudging for the lost ones that tremendous sacrifice and with that
segment is a short devotion shared by Pastor Aaron Nitz. The word of our God that we're going to look at today is from the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 6. It reads, This mystery is that through the gospel the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. You know the feeling. It happens when someone says to you, I can't believe you didn't hear about that. Where were you? I can't believe you didn't know about that. Everyone's talking about it. None of us really enjoys being left in the dark about something, to be confused, left wondering, clueless, lost. Well, by nature, that's exactly how each one of us was with regard to God, totally and completely lost. We didn't know who the true God is or have any idea what he's like, or have any clue what he's done for us. God and his ways were an unsolvable mystery to us. We were in the dark. So what did God do? He brought us into the light, 
God used his gospel in word and sacrament to take us from spiritual darkness into spiritual light, to work faith in our hearts, to connect us to Jesus' death and resurrection, to give us the forgiveness of our sins. The gospel is actually God's very own power to bring us into his family and make us heirs of heaven with all his people. What amazing grace of God that he's revealed that mystery, the mystery of the gospel, to you. I'm sure thankful to be in that light, and and you are too. God's blessings on your day. For Canaan-bound devotion, we continue at Genesis chapter 12. The Lord's Blessing. We read verses 2 and 3. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Abram was called by God to leave behind his father's household and travel to a new land. Was this some sort of test of faith? Can you imagine doing this in a time like Abram's? The uncertainty of traveling to a land which you didn't belong. There were no passports, no return flights. He only had the call of the Lord to go to the new land which the Lord said he would show him. But faith is more than that. God didn't call Abram without giving him something to trust. He gave Abram the promise of his blessing. Abram was going to become the famous father of a great nation. Abram was going to be greatly blessed. And notice there's more to God's promise to Abram. He promised that God would bless all peoples on earth through Abram. Abram looked forward with faith to these promises. We now look back to these promises which have been met in Christ. Abram was made into a great nation. From him came the people of Israel. And the nation of Israel was made great as the Lord brought them out of Egypt to possess the land of Canaan. They grew in numbers. Finally, through Israel, the whole world was blessed. The Apostle Paul reminds us that we owe a debt to the people of Israel, whom God used to bring salvation to the world. God called Israel to be his nation of priests before the world. When they stood before him on Mount Sinai, he said, You will be for me, out of all nations, a nation of priests. And Israel, like Abraham, carried God's promise of blessing to all people. Jesus said, Salvation is from the Jews. Not only did they carry God's word, but from the promised line was born Jesus, the Messiah. As the offspring of Abraham and of the line of David, he came, God's only Son, in the flesh, to bring eternal blessing, as he promised Abram, to all people. Mary saying of the promise made to Abraham, completed in Jesus, her Savior, your Savior, We, Abram's offspring through faith, are part of God's great nation. As Peter reminds us, you are a chosen nation, a holy people. And still, through the gospel shared by his people, God continues to bless the world. We carry the promise given to Abram. We share the promise given to Abram. And so it continues, through Abram, the whole world is blessed. Are you ever scared about where you're headed? Does the unknown road of life ahead give you worries? You don't go without the promise of God's blessing. 
Like Abram, when he was bound for Canaan, you have the promise of the Lord's blessings. It's yours in Christ and yours in Jesus to share. Remember the promised rest. I'm glad to share our next song by Chris Dreisbach. Sweet Forgiveness
body and broken and dirty so I could walk away The freedom and the comfort Of finally coming home To know the depth of His forgiveness To know the struggle is done Come We'd like to thank the artist who allowed us to share their music in this podcast, Koine. Koine Music can be found at koinemusic.com. And also, Chris Dreisbach. Chris Dreisbach's music can be found at nph.net, and you can visit his website, chrisdreisbach.com. You have been listening to Episode 8 of Canaan Bound Podcast. This podcast was first shared in February of 2013. Visit canaanboundpodcast.com to learn how you can support the Ministry of the Wells and the artists featured on this podcast. Once again, my name is Tom Barthel. It was a privilege to be your host for this episode. We encourage you to visit wells.net to find a Wells Ministry location near you. Thanks for listening. Sweet forgiveness Oh, the sound is so sweet How could you love the unlovable How could you love me How do you help someone who doesn't want you Why reach for one who doesn't